0: Coming up on today's episode of the Positivity Platform. What is my internal dialogue? Uh What am I telling myself? Our desires should ignite something within us. Uh There should be a feeling attached to that.
1: It's a commitment to yourself.
0: It's a process Uh where we'll make changes little by little, but eventually we will be allowing the best version of ourselves to come forward.
1: Welcome to the Positivity Platform. We're your hosts, Erica and Evelyn. Join us for weekly chats and unpack life's
0: experiences and forge pathways to positivity.
1: Welcome to the Positivity Platform. I'm your host, Evelyn. And I'm Erica. And we're so excited because we are on a roll now. This is our sixth episode. I know. I can't believe
0: it. Yes. And speaking of that, well, let's just go ahead and hop in the golf cart because I want to talk specifically about that. So let's hop in the golf cart and Uh talk about our week. One thing I do want to say, you just mentioned it being our sixth episode. It seems to have gone so quickly. I have a dear friend who I just reconnected with two days ago on the phone. We've just been missing each other for the past, I would say six months, but she lives here on the island. And she called me and commented on the fact that she loves the podcast. She's been listening every week. I didn't even know she was listening. She said that she is really enjoying it and she by the way, is one of the most positive people I know. I'm hoping to have her on this podcast sometime so that she can share her amazing story of Mm -hmm. how she has forged pathways to positivity in her life. But I just wanted to share with you, Evelyn, that us doing this has impacted people we don't even know. So I'm just really that are listening, people that we yes. don't even know are listening. And so I just am excited for us to continue building on what we've started and connecting with
1: people that we don't even know we're connecting with. And I remember when we first started this, remember we said if one, if just we don't even care about how many people are listening, yep. but if, if we have to set a goal and if one person can say that they were positively impacted or that they enjoyed it, then, you know, it's all worth the work that we've put into it.
0: Absolutely. So anyway, what has been going on this week? I know something that went on yesterday.
1: Happy birthday. Thank you. Yesterday, I turned 54. Yes. So that was very exciting.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. And,
1: you know, but I'm going to go back to last week because I went to Las Vegas to I mentioned it earlier in another podcast that I was heading out to Las Vegas to have quality time with my son, who's a senior at UNLV. But it also coincided with my niece had a volleyball tournament, a three-day President's Day volleyball tournament. And that was so exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of them. They went undefeated. Mm -hmm. eleven three days, 11 teams. They only lost one set. That's amazing. I'm sure they were
0: incredibly proud of themselves and probably had a great time. I know my older son, Brandon, who is 25, and Mm -hmm. my daughter, Shelby, who is currently 23, both were Travel athletes as well. Mm. My son played travel soccer, my daughter travel volleyball. And Mm. I remember those as being really great bonding experiences, not just for the players, obviously, they got to spend a lot of time with each other, travel to different locations, the spirit of competition is alive and all of that, but also for the parents. And Uh getting to know other parents with similar interests and just being able to support the team.
1: So I think it's pretty cool that you were able to be a part of that and support your niece and Uh your sister. I loved it. I am definitely the team auntie, one of the aunties, because uh, here in Hawaii, if you don't know, they use auntie loosely as you don't actually have to be related but it's right. a title that you give to some, an adult woman who you interact with. So people will call you auntie in the store, at the restaurant, at school, anything. Yes. They'll just be like auntie. So I'm definitely officially one of the team aunties. I love that. Yeah. That was fun. And then also in Las Vegas, I have, uh, what I call my Vegas family, which are Cousins and friends, and they were so sweet. We always get together when I'm in town, and they surprised me with a really nice birthday dinner pre birthday dinner. Nice. I thought we were just getting together, but no, it was a lovely steakhouse and with boutique bourbon. So, bourbon is oh. one of my favorites. Yum. Things. Yes, steakhouse. of course yes. it is. Yes. So, that was lovely. I had a bourbon mule. Oh.
0: I've it never, ha- okay. So I haven't had a bourbon mule, but I have had, which a lot of people didn't know was a thing, bourbon Marys, which are Bloody oh, Marys. Oh, yes. You made
1: those for me. I, oh I did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those are and so good.
0: I've had them on the mainland, particularly in Florida. But here I went to a bar one time and asked for a bourbon Mary and they hadn't heard of it. But then the next thing you know, everywhere we would go, we would ask for a bourbon Mary. And so now I think they're kind of a thing. I don't want to say that I started it here in Hawaii, but I'm going to say I started it (laughs) here in Hawaii, the bourbon Mary. It's a thing.
1: Yeah. Now we want it to be, can I get an Erica?
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. So last night I made up a drink just, okay, because we're on the topic of drinks. So Mm -hmm. we were having a drink last night while watching Survivor, as you and I talked about, we've been binge watching old seasons of Survivor. And I had a drink that I made up. I don't know if it's already a drink, but it was bourbon, orange juice, grenadine, and a little bit of lime seltzer on the top. And you oh. just swirl it. And so when Odie tasted it, he said, it tastes like a tequila sunrise, only bourbon. And so he named it Erica Sunset. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So it's an Erica sunset. So I'll make it for you sometime. Maybe it was golf course, Evelyn. <laughs> and it is so good. So Erica sunset, new drink. You heard
1: it here first.
0: We had a bonding experience with our our new addition, Hoku, that I talked about last week on the podcast. Uh-huh. Our our adopted love child, love puppy. child.
1: That's a, like the <laughs> cutest
0: dog. <laughs> He is so sweet. He's so cute. We took him out to dinner. You know, here in Hawaii, I don't know how many places are pet friendly, but this particular place is pet friendly. So I've never taken an animal out to dinner, you know, before. Mm -hmm. We just had never done it. But Hoku is generally well behaved. He sits and all of that. So we took him out to dinner at Kalapavai. It was me Mm -hmm. and Miles and Odie and Hoku. And here's what I just want to say about that. When we first walked in, it was like, I think people were kind of staring at us almost like, even though it's a very dog friendly place, it's you know, they have the outside patio and you can eat out there and have your dog. They were looking at us and I felt judged. I was Mm -hmm. like, don't judge me for taking a dog here. And Hoku was so well-behaved. He just laid there between the two of us the entire time we were eating, never barked, never, you know, did anything. But you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of when I was a younger mom and I had to fly with my children.
1: Oh, yeah. And the minute you get on the
0: plane people look at you like, oh, here's the kids and the baby. It's like, it was It was very similar to that, like this feeling of being judged, like, why are you taking a dog out to dinner? Why are you taking children on a plane, you know, babies mm-hmm. on the plane? Oh, gosh, I have to sit next to the baby. And I just realized, like, we really as a society need to not judge. <laughs> Thankfully, he was <laughs> like a very good boy. And, um, I was, I, we had a really lovely dinner and enjoyed ourselves and I'm going to take him again. I'll probably, Mm -hmm. um, be subject to the stares of people who are concerned again. And rightfully, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has a right to be concerned. So I want to acknowledge that, but Mm -hmm. I also know that it's an establishment that allows dogs and it was on us to keep him well-behaved and he did a great job.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Oh, here, real, I did want to do uh, a shout out to my Las Vegas fam. This particular group I want to talk about because they are the definition of truly just loving on you. And it makes you, it makes me feel so good whenever me or my family are in town. It's not just a little bit of, Oh, let's get together, which I'll be honest. I think I'm one of those. Oh yeah. Let's get together. We'll have something at the house or meet up for dinner. But no, these guys have this ability to just always go to me. They do extra. Everybody's just so genuinely happy to see you and it's I think that's the word it's so which is perfect cuz we're talking about this. It's so authentic. Yeah. There there's they don't want anything from you or want you to give them anything from it like yeah. credit or they just genuinely care. It's I so, love
0: that. I mean, I don't I definitely don't have A group like that in my life, I have to be honest. So, with you saying that, I can only imagine that it makes you feel, just like you just said, cared for and appreciated Uh and also valued as Uh a human. And so, I think that that is the perfect time to begin to build the platform with this week's mindful minute. Our mindful minute is when we pause and take a moment of gratitude for something we are thankful for, whether we are having a great week or a week full of challenges. Taking the time to be mindful of something we are grateful for allows us to focus on the good in our lives and forge pathways
1: to positivity. This week, I'm grateful. I'm actually going to talk about two things just because it was my birthday also. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go. So number one, <laughs> first, I'm this coming off of this trip and just the love of family and meaningful relationships. I'm so grateful for that. And just the comfort of being able to have people around me that accept me, my, see me authentically, like all my quirks and everything. And then my second thing that I am totally grateful for is turning 54. I'm so grateful to be 54 because I feel good. I mean, in in, the grays are coming in a little faster. Mm -hmm. I'm losing muscle that I've never, I mean, you're physically, your body is changing and you see the laugh lines are deeper, or I call them laugh lines. Some people call them wrinkles, but no, it's from smiling and laughing. (laughs) And I'll just be straight up doing my hair is a lot more strategic, you know, cause it's not <laughs> yeah. super thick and full like it used to be. But what I'm grateful for is, you know, I'm alive, mm-hmm. I'm healthy and mm-hmm. this is just what aging is. Yeah. I mean, and I want us to, also, I want to be a strong supporter of there's beauty in aging. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- our youth, this will be a whole other episode I promise, you know, our youth obsessed culture that says that because my hair is graying and, you know, my body isn't firm and all that, that somehow it devalues you in some way. And I don't feel that at all. I love being 54. I love everything that's ahead of me. And yeah, so that's what I'm super happy about.
0: I love that you love that <laughs> because I'm right right behind you there, Evelyn. So. <laughs> well, you know
1: what? And real yeah. fast, I thought 54 was going to feel or seem a lot older than it is. Yeah. I definitely don't feel super young anymore. And I don't even want to. There's yeah. a difference between 40 and 50.
0: Yeah. You look amazing. But more than that, your heart is amazing. And honestly, like you exude youthfulness, not age-wise, but in spirit. And I think that, well, both age-wise and in spirit, you look amazing and your spirit is young and youthful and vivacious and vigorous and all of that stuff. So I think really, honestly. Thank you.
1: Thank you for saying that. But here's something that, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm so excited. And I didn't want to lose this train of thought because I I do that sometimes. But when you say, you know, youthful, vivacious, and all that is, is curiosity. I still have a huge curiosity in life. I don't think I know it all. I am not looking back for answers. I'm looking forward. I love engaging with these younger generations. So I think what we're starting, I'm hoping that what we start to equate or define as youthful is just continued desire to learn more about life and to Mm -hmm. live more and live better, which is this podcast, right? Exactly
0: what this (laughs) podcast is about, living more fully. And it doesn't, it's not age related or age defined. It's basically Mm -hmm. about you and what you're exploring and experiencing about yourself as you navigate life in a positive way. So, yes.
1: And how can you not be like, I mean, that's vitality right there, right?
0: I agree. 100%. Okay. So this week, my mindful minute or moment of gratitude is really about friendship. When I hear you discuss that experience that you had with your family, I'm in awe in a sense because I don't have that large connected network. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. I just don't. But what I do have are true friends that reappear in my life in moments when I need them and never, ever, ever make me feel bad for periods of disconnectedness Mm -hmm. or times when I don't have the time necessary to nurture that friendship, perhaps in the way that I should have. Life Mm -hmm. gets busy, but I have one dear friend and I'm going to mention her name, Kim, and she's who I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Mm -hmm but just called me a few days ago with words of encouragement, and we're going to get together and have lunch this week. She's a dear friend, and she never makes me feel guilty or judges me about periods of my life or periods of time when I can't dedicate days upon days to nurturing that friendship. She's always there for me, always. And so I really just love her so much, appreciate her so much. And I—that that is the thing I was most grateful for this week, just to reconnect with Kim without ever feeling guilty or judged for the period of time that I haven't been connected with her over the past mm-hmm. 6 months and, and that you can always pick up exactly yeah, where you left off that. Our yes, friendship those are the best is, is steadfast it's not it's not affected by time or or virtual distance or anything mm-hmm. else. It is, it's just, it's steadfast. She's steadfast as a friend. And I just mm-hmm. appreciate her so much. So
1: my and those mama. are all the friends. I mean, you want those, yes. right? Though yeah. I think friendships that you don't have to work that are easy.
0: Yeah. Quality, not quantity where friendships yes. are concerned. That's mm-hmm. my, that's what I truly feel. She's my, I, I do say this about her. When I talk about her, she's a friend of my heart. She will always mm-hmm. like, no matter what, she's just a friend of my heart. You know, she just is always a person that i know that time and distance does not affect my connectedness to her
1: and if you ever needed her you could just pick uh there would be no hesitation no i mean i know or if she needed you you wouldn't have any hesitation absolutely no matter how long it's been oh i love that yes at this time we'd like to pause so that you too
0: can contemplate something you are grateful for your own mindful minute right, Evelyn. So last week we defined and took a deep dive into the question, who am I? If you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, we encourage you to pause and take the time to dive into that question for yourself. Because this week we are further exploring the concept of identity as we examine the question, who do I want to be? And then how do we align the two? So with that, let's further build the platform with today's moving moment. Our moving moment is an inspirational quote that always ties in to the theme of the day. So today's moving moment quote is by James Clear, the author of Transform Your Habits. And I quote, Becoming the type of person you want to become, someone who lives by a stronger standard, someone who believes in themselves, someone who can be counted on by the people that matter to them is about the daily process you follow and not the ultimate product you achieve.
1: So with that, it's time to hop on the platform and unpack the process of aligning who you are with who you want to be. excited about this. And I hope everybody was able to reflect and dig deep into our vitals. Last week, we talked about defining who you are via your values, your interests, your temperament around the clock, your life mission, and your strengths. We're hoping that in that process, you might have gained further insight into the idea of who you want to be, because maybe you discovered some qualities about yourself that you'd like to either strengthen or change. I know when I did this, there were qualities that I had initially listed as something that I am, but when I examined it, I thought... I am capable of possessing that quality, but it's not consistent enough for me to say that that's who I am.
0: What we really talked about a lot last week is it's not just about who you are, but it's the why behind who you are. Uh And I think both of us had some revelations even in the process of recording that podcast. But I know as I dug deeper throughout the week to examine more about who I am, I Uh did find out some more of the why. And it is enlightening when you discover that why behind who you are, it really makes you connect with the foundational experiences that have impacted your life and Uh thus will continue to impact your life. And when you're aware of them, you can acknowledge them and process them and really determine how they define who you are, but then how they impact who you, who it is you want to be.
1: It's always in progress. Yes. Or it's a process. It's always you can always dig deeper and deeper and then something changes because mm-hmm. you figured this part out about yourself and then there's something else to uncover. So I hope everyone has a chance to do that. But today we are going to illuminate five steps to get into alignment because we're thinking, all right, so this is who I am. This is who I want to be. But then how do you get the two aligned?
0: Yeah, yeah. And just before we go into those five steps, Evelyn, you just mentioned something that it is a process. And I just want to say that, yeah, growth and personal improvement is a process and not everybody is in a place where they're ready for it. So this idea that we, when we go through these steps is also to figure out what has been maybe in the past holding me back from pursuing who I want to be. And if you can also examine that, and a lot of that could be fear-based or, well, a lot of it is fear-based.
1: I feel like everything, there are only two choices. Everything that you do or feel is either fear-based or love-based. I don't think there's anything else out there. I don't do this because I'm afraid I'll fail or what other people will think of me. Or if you can love yourself enough, the biggest and scariest steps that i have taken have been out of love for myself or for those who i love.
0: i 100% agree with that. but i think just to make the connection as we all went through hopefully the process of identifying our vitals, our values and interests and all of that, it's really important that we then sit down and make a list of which of those areas do i want to change? i think that's kind of mm-hmm. the missing steps and Mm -hmm. Why do I want to change them? And really placing a vision before yourself of who I want to be. And concretely, write that same list now and identify who you want to be. These are the values that I want to make sure I'm evidencing in my life. These are the interests that will shape me and motivate me. And on down the list of vitals because when you do that, you'll have a greater commitment to the process of alignment. I think when you have a clear vision before yourself, it gives you a goal. And when we have a goal to look forward to, then we can begin the process of moving toward that goal. We cannot do this instantly. It's a process Uh where we'll make changes little by little, but eventually we will be allowing the best version of ourselves to Mm -hmm. come forward.
1: That's so good what you just said that You know, if you put the vision ahead of you and then you're working towards that because it's not a one and done. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we're talking about paving pathways to positivity because these are practices that you have to do. It's a commitment to yourself.
0: Okay. Well, I do think before we get into the idea of alignment, I know you're going to walk us through these steps, but I think that it's important that because we're talking about alignment and what does that actually mean? So just as an overview, the definition of alignment according to what we're going to be using today. The definition of alignment is when your thoughts, feelings, words and actions are all aligned for one common goal. And the goal that we're talking about today to become more authentically ourselves. But first of all, it's important to acknowledge that sometimes and oftentimes. As a matter of fact, I would say at all times, until we really focus in on this process, we are living out of alignment. Uh-huh. And that happens because we might have been, as we discussed last week, living lives that are oriented around others instead yes. of inwardly focused on our own values, I uh interest, ideals, dreams, desires, whatever it is, anything in line, anything we discussed about those vitals. According to this process today that you're going to walk us through, we are going to be getting ourselves on the path toward alignment in our lives by paying close attention to what we're thinking, feeling, saying, and doing. That requires introspectiveness, reflectiveness, thought, and dedication to the task.
1: All right. So today we're going to illuminate five components to alignment, which are one, desire, two, thoughts, three, feelings, four, your words, and then lastly, number five are your actions. This is not as easy as it sounds, but I feel that once you start to pay attention to how you operate throughout your day, I am very interested, and I hope Everybody gets on our social media because I want to hear feedback on this.
0: Please leave us a comment on our social media, positivity.platform on Facebook and Instagram and the positivity platform on Twitter at POSPOD2022.
1: These components were life-changing to me in different areas. Times in my life, but most recently, my 53rd year, my theme was unapologetically me. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I chose that was because I really felt out of alignment, not in all things, but in my day to day interactions. So we're going to start with desires. Okay. So we actually took these components. There's so many ways that you can get an alignment, but I really like this one. And it comes to us from the Align Life. And Jen is the one who actually put these five particular components together. So your desires are what is important to your individual journey, which is different for every single person. I think the point here is to make sure that Whatever it is that you desire, it's worthy of you. And they haven't, it's not something that was pressed upon you. Last week, I had kind of talked about, it wasn't even pressed upon me. I just saw something that was of great value and my parents desired being good golfers. And somehow I had attached value to that, which is what drove me to want to the same thing. And then when I really dug into that, I thought, you know what? It really isn't all that important to me. Mm -hmm.
0: When we talk about desires, and we're putting it in the context of who I want to be, I think it's important that we recognize that we're not creating a new person for ourselves. We're Mm -hmm. actually figuring out how to become the version of ourselves that will lead us down pathways of positivity in our lives. We already have unique characteristics that differentiate us from any other human on this planet. So our desires are also unique to us in that way. So when we analyze or reflect on our own desires, I do think we have to keep in mind, is it our own desire or is there something external influencing us? Does the future version of who I want to be truly fit in with my values? What is the true desire for what I want my life to look like? And it's not external, inauthentic, it's internal desires that we have for ourselves to build positive pathways into our futures. So those desires can be tangible, or they could be intangible. Have I been at the end of the day, really living in alignment with what those desires that I've put forth Uh are? I think it's really important, too, to be cognizant of the fact that our desires should ignite something within us. There should be a feeling attached to that. You know, there's this quote, and this is sort of out of context for this conversation, but you'll see where I'm going with it. Tony Morrison, who's a famous Mm. author, Mm -hmm. you know. um, she she was doing an interview. This is where I heard it. She was doing an interview, and she said, "What your kids want to know most of all is, do your eyes light up when you walk when they walk in the room? Do your eyes? I read that a long time ago. Yes, and so that was always something to me. I was aware that my reaction to my kids walking in the room, they're like my eyes should light up when they walk in the room, Mm -hmm. but our desires should do that within us." It should light us up somehow from within. That should be coming from a place of authentically and internally your space within you that lights you up, that ignites you. These are desires. You can sort of dream big here. If there's something within you that says, I'm destined for something and it's a strong desire, then like you said, what do I need to do? What kind of person do I need to be? I need to be motivated. I need to be driven. I need to be this. And you can then begin manifesting that through your actions and your behaviors and aligning your values and
1: interests and all of that with that particular desire. You know what? I was thinking, I truly believe this, that if you have a very strong, tangible desire, okay, we'll just go back to the like boatload of money. That's mm-hmm. what I want. And then this kind of goes back to what we were saying when you do the vitals, not only what you want, but why, why, why? Because I believe that every tangible desire that you have is motivated by an intangible feeling. Why do I want a million dollars? I mean. I know for me, why do I want to be, why do I want to be financially abundant? Because I want to have the financial freedom to ex- experience and have adventures with people that I love. But, you know, anything behind like a tangible desire, I think if you dig a little bit deeper, everything is about the, the way that it will make you feel having it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what I want to say.
0: You know, I think some of that is just like putting a vision before yourself. Where do I see myself in five years? What do I desire for my life? And then when we talk about alignment, we need to put all of these components that we're going to be talking about. They need to be aligned with those particular desires and connecting to the vitals for last week. Are all my vitals supporting this?
1: Our second component is our thoughts. This is a good one. It is a good one. It's really about do my thoughts align with who
0: I want to be? What is my internal dialogue? Uh What am I telling myself? And this is where we can make a close connection to manifestation, also. Yes. Manifestation. Am I speaking that into reality or am I speaking? Is my internal dialogue incongruent with that ability to manifest who I want to be? Uh So, you know when we talk about manifestation it's basically really focusing on something something you want but focusing on it so much you always talk about energy that like the energy and the vibrations around you draw into your life i believe that what you speak can become your reality what you tell oh, yourself is i your, do too yeah and so it's about creating this vision for your future putting your energy and your intention into making that vision a reality and then aligning your your internal dialogue your thoughts around that so involves intention mindset directed action all of that i think too many times we ha- we exist in a place of like um negativity in our own minds even if we mm-hmm. don't outwardly verbalize that it's not that i'm a negative person but i did have a propensity toward negative inner dialogue mm-hmm. so it's really important that we take captive all of our thoughts and by take captive i mean begin to control and reframe our thoughts to bring in that positivity of who I want to be. We can't have thoughts that tell us we're something and want to be something else. We need to put our thoughts and our mind and our internal dialogue and
1: external dialogue aligned with who it is we want to be. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. I am a huge supporter of watching your thoughts. And for me, I say, I try to keep the garbage out, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you have to let, and I'm not saying that you, and I don't want people to be afraid of their thoughts, but I, uh, As a matter of fact, I'll tack this on to the better than fine practice later, which is if we just paid attention to what goes through your mind on the daily, Mm -hmm. you know, I will be honest, and this is totally exposing me in a way that it's for if this can be helpful to anybody. But when I first started doing this years ago, I realized that when I was bored, or I didn't have anything to focus my mind on, one of my favorite things to do was go back and rehash something that somebody did to me, like 20 years ago.
0: Yes, yes, (laughs) yeah.
1: And then I would just I mean, and it was like a form of entertainment for me. Mm -hmm. If I was pleased with the way I handled it and I told that person and put them in their place, I would just rehash that and it was negative. Mm -hmm. And then, or if I wasn't happy with it, I would go back and just invent or replay the scenario with me coming out on top three or four different ways. What a bunch, what a waste of energy Mm -hmm. or thoughts. And I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah. So I started to control or be in control of what I'm thinking and what I let in. So fast forward, this is a lot of daily throughout the day practice. Why not revisit this past weekend where I had people loving on me and my family and replay that over and over and over again. And you don't even have to, Switch anything out. You could just use that whole scenario to lift you up. I'm going to put an argument forth here that states, out of these
0: components, in my opinion, thoughts are the most important component of alignment. Because everything else begins with a thought, your Mm -hmm. desires, your feelings, your words, your actions, all of these things start with a thought, Mm -hmm. your mind drives all of these other things. Mm -hmm. So if we can begin taking our thoughts captive, that doesn't mean that negative thoughts won't come in, they Mm -hmm. absolutely will, or thoughts that are not aligned with who I want to be, they Mm -hmm. will come in. But in order to begin forging those positive pathways, we need to work on creating different thoughts. Thoughts mm-hmm. that are aligned with who it is I want mm-hmm. to be. And when there's a negative thought, we can reframe it and put it into a positive perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and oh, even I- the
1: negative yeah. and even the negative ones, that's fine. Just don't keep it.
0: Don't dwell on it.
1: One of my uh, yes, for sure. My, one of my favorite thought leaders is uh the late Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he had said, uh, to think of your thoughts, you know, the sushi go Mm round where they have the sushi on the belt that goes around and Mm -hmm. those are all thoughts. And, and those are all your thoughts, good ones, bad ones. You know, that person is amazing. That person's a jerk. I'm a jerk. I'm amazing, but only take the ones off the belt (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you want that will uplift you. That's good. Yeah. So I think Another example,
0: Evelyn, you and I have been talking a lot about personal wellness in terms uh of our health in our fifties, as we're looking at life down the line and wanting to be our healthiest, best selves moving forward. You know, Uh this past week, like I didn't get my yoga in, even though that was something that I intended to do, I didn't Uh get my yoga in. So I could focus on that and say, oh, I didn't do my yoga. It's a thought. And I can acknowledge that I didn't do my yoga. As a matter of fact, acknowledging that is important. Mm-hmm. That's a thought. But then I could also look at the positive. I really worked hard on making conscious decisions to eat healthier this week. Mm-hmm. You know, I can acknowledge something that's a thought, but I don't want to dwell in that space of what I didn't accomplish, but rather focus in on the thought of what I was able to accomplish.
1: And then you just train your, you have to train your mind. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Your thoughts and a thought can be changed at any moment. Yes. When you have a negative thought, question it, challenge it. And if it's still so strong, then in the emotion is attached to it, then, you know, you have some work to do with it. But as much as you can, like the trivial ones, like, let it go, let it go. And then also replace it with something that can propel you towards positivity. Our third component to examine is your feelings.
0: I think a connection last week, I remember when you were talking about vitals and you said, you know, if something doesn't feel right, if you're getting that little nagging feeling or whatever, then something needs to change. I think we need to be very aware of our feelings and how it impacts alignment. If we sort of feel something is off, then check those vitals. Are my thoughts, are my words, are my actions, all of these things that we're going to go through, are they in alignment with who I want to be, because we will be feeling the impact of that. Our feelings, our emotions come directly out of our thoughts and our actions. So I think that's a really important one to consider. Our feelings are just the internal barometer that really allows us to analyze more fully. Are we in alignment with who it is I want to be? Mm -hmm.
1: I totally agree with that. And there have been so many times where Immediately I'll say something and I feel like a pit in my stomach because for one, whatever reason, I said something that was out of alignment with my thought. If we
0: think about our feelings as the temperature check on how we're doing with aligning our, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those vitals with who we want to be, sometimes we can also look at the positive and say, I am feeling very joyful. And why am I feeling joyful? Because this particular action that I took or thought that I had or desire that I was moving toward is exactly in alignment with who I want to be. For sure. It it really is the temperature check. Am I aligned with who I want to be? Mm -hmm. Is this action that I'm taking today, which we'll get into actions in a minute, or is this thought... Or is this desire truly aligned with who I want to be? Mm -hmm. And the feeling that we're having is Uh the barometer or the gauge to let us know Uh how aligned we are with that.
1: And when you are aligned, you feel it. It feels good and you want to do it again and you want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And it just gets easier and easier and you realize that, oh, you survive when, I mean, you really need to look out for yourself yeah. first.
0: And we can also look at that in terms of, I mean, these are big picture things and not everybody is in a position to change things instantly. We've already talked about these. These are all processes. We can't change things overnight, but think about it in terms of our careers. Are we bored or uninspired? Mm -hmm. If that's the case, is that career really in alignment with who I am or who I want to be? Mm -hmm. Am I inspired and excited then that career most likely is. I think the idea is that our feelings are really that gauge that helps us to know where we are in the process of aligning what we're doing or what we're thinking or
1: with who we are and who we want to be. I think that's absolutely true. And then my bachelor's is in psychology and that's where my heart lies. And if I could have moved forward in my education in psychology, I would have, I ended up choosing something else. But I love this. And one of the things that you go through with psychology are feelings. You know, before we go with just the basic, sad, happy, mad, you don't realize boredom is a feeling. Yes. So just now when you talked about not just your career, your marriage. Yeah. If you're bored with your husband or your wife, it isn't just because you've been together forever. I mean, what is that feeling of boredom? And then you change your thoughts and then you can do something about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important that we pause from time to time in our daily lives to really reflect on that question. How am I feeling? And then the next question is, why do I feel that way? Because Mm -hmm. if we're feeling, say, anxious or insecure or Maybe we're existing in a space of self-doubt. When we ask ourselves, why do we feel this way? Or why am I feeling this way? Or um, what am I feeling? I think it's the first Mm -hmm. important question. What am I feeling? And then why am I feeling this way? Our feelings will really put us more in touch with where we are or where we are not aligned with who we want to be. And once we can reflect on those feelings, we can take steps to... Recognize first, where am I maybe not existing in a space of alignment with who I want to be? And then what are the steps I can take
1: to Mm -hmm.
0: reconcile that, to align Mm -hmm. my thoughts or my feelings or my actions with who I want to be?
1: Mm -hmm, For sure. If anything, it's like, okay, if it doesn't feel right, then you need to stop and start digging. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then figuring all that out. Our fourth component are our words.
0: And much like when we talked just a
1: little while ago about our thoughts,
0: our words are the outward expression of our thoughts. Do we sometimes
1: those aren't aligned?
0: That's correct. That you're absolutely right. Yes. And, you know, we all hear the the phrase like words matter. We say this to kids all the time, right? Like words matter, but our words really do matter. And not only do they impact the people around us, but they actually impact ourselves. And those words can be either positive or negative. Mm -hmm. There's a phrase, I can't remember who said it, but it's I wonder if it's in the Bible. I always go back to scripture, but I think that's it might okay. be, uh, but it you says like, do not think good. Too- <laughs> I know it says, do not think too highly of yourself, but do not think too lowly either. But that's also speak. Do not speak too highly of yourself, but do not speak too lowly either. You should find this space that you're existing in words that allow you to be authentically aligned with who you want to be. Mm-hmm. We don't want to sit here and say like, we're trying to change who we are into this one perfect person. There isn't a perfect Uh -uh. person. There's just a perfect you. Who Uh -uh. are you? And so when we talk, when we use our words, we should use them in a way that speaks truth about who we are. And that truth should be evidenced through our words.
1: Uh I absolutely believe that. One of my favorite books is I have like books on my nightstand that are all my little Bibles that I always go back to. And the four agreements by um, Don Miguel Ruiz is a game was a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Be impeccable with your word. And it changed. The definition of that has changed as I practiced it more and more and more in the beginning, it was just be truthful You know, speak the truth and, but then as I started to dig into who I am and who I would like to be and aligning that, it is like be impeccable with your word. You don't speak against. Not only other people, but don't speak against yourself.
0: Oftentimes there's so much societal pressure to say something, right? Like if we, so if we think about our words, our words should authentically reflect who we are. That is alignment, right? Mm -hmm. When our words reflect who we are. Obviously, all of these other components as well, but we're speaking about words right now. So how many times I know I have, I'm just Mm going to put this out there. Have you found yourself in a public arena? Perhaps you're at a social gathering or something, and you feel pressured to say something to fit in with what everybody else Mm -hmm. is saying in that moment. And it might be Mm -hmm. very much out of alignment with who you are. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a political idea. Whatever it is, I think our words have to really be authentic to who we are. And there's internal conflict that's created often when we mm-hmm. uh, speak something that is out of alignment with who we are. Mm-hmm. I know that I have done this, Evelyn, and it's because mm-hmm. I don't want to rock the boat. Or I don't oh, want to be yes. the lone wolf that stands out and says something. Better to say nothing at all than mm-hmm. to speak something that's truly out of alignment with who you are. You know, you can yes. walk away or whatever, but I know it just creates this internal conflict because then now you're going to be feeling badly And you're going to be thinking badly because you said something out of alignment with who you
1: are. I also believe... That once your words and its practice of either refraining, because I do think you don't have to address everything. Right. I think there are certain things. I don't, oh my gosh. That's what I also have put into practice this last year. Before I used to my, what would come out of my mouth, I would always feel like I had to explain myself or explain something. And now, mm-hmm. and now I think you have to, I would. Read the room. And then I would also make a choice no more self abandoning. And sometimes you're right, absolutely right. I will say nothing.
0: For me, I find myself in situations quite often, and I don't know why this is. I need to examine this actually, where my beliefs in terms of a social issue might be contrary to the beliefs mm-hmm. of people that I'm around. And I feel a lot of internal pressure to say something i gave this example to you and i'm going to give it on this podcast because i uh-huh. think that it's something that we can learn how our words can make an impact positively or negatively i was at a restaurant um it was actually a bar but hey we'll call it a restaurant okay. <laughs> it was yes. a bar it was just a bar but i was there <laughs> and we were watching a football game And while I was at that bar, I saw this sign that was completely politically incorrect. Yes. The sign was horrible, but it was a, like a license plate that the license plate read. Can I just say it on here, Evelyn? I I think so. Okay. Yeah. It said coon ass on it. And I was shocked when I saw it, first of all, um, because I thought, I know the historical uh, context of the word coon, mm-hmm. particularly in African-American um, history, but then also in Cajun, like New Orleans mm-hmm. Cajun history as well. It is a derogatory word. And to see that on that license plate, I'm sure I was very aware that the the bar managers or owner probably mm-hmm. had no idea what that was. Just saw this Louisiana license plate, put it up there because there were license plates all over the the wall. But that stood out to me. And I had a decision to make. I could say nothing or say something. And in that moment, I knew I had to say something. I very respectfully engaged in a dialogue with the two managers of the bar who were on shift at that time, two managers. And I expressed my discontent was seeing that, but in a way that was very respectful. And then not only that, I just offered um just, you know, a brief history of the word and the context mm-hmm. of the word. It was a very respectful dialogue. They had no idea what that meant. Um, and they of course said, we will take that down. We had no idea. But if I didn't speak It would Uh have been out of alignment with who Uh I am. I'm a person who believes in social justice issues, as I talked about last week. And Uh to see that, I knew if I were to feel good later, I had to use my words to take action on something that was, uh, you know, just not in alignment with what I knew to be right and fair and true and just. Uh Um, And that is not to have something up there that was discriminatory and offensive. Uh-huh. So uh, that's an example of using your words in a way that is aligned fully with who you are. I could have said nothing and that might've been an option too. I'm not going to judge whether that would have been the right option. For me, it was not the right option to say nothing. So I had to use my words to speak about something that was important to me and was aligned fully with who I am.
1: No. And I think that's a perfect example of aligning your words with your feeling. I mean, that all that we've talked about, the four components so far, You know, your words, feelings, thoughts and your desires to be a person, I mean, to align with what is important to you.
0: Like who I authentically am. Yes, Yes. absolutely. I just know that had I not used my words in that way, I would have had self-deprecating thoughts. I would have been down on myself. I would have had a period of time. And I don't think it would have been short-lived for me it might have been a week or so that i would have really been contemplating and lamenting and feeling okay, i
1: think i know you you would have gone back
0: <laughs> i i probably would have gone back yeah. in a day or so because i would have been like okay. oh i just, i can't live within that negative thought space yeah. so i would have gone back but i'm glad that i was able to use my words in a way that was aligned with who i authentically am i am a person who does not stand by for discrimination or social justice issues or something i feel like i i can i have the power to speak out on that and i think that isn't aligned with truly who I am. So
1: mm-hmm. well, I think that is actually a great story to connect number four component, which was your words, with the last component, which is aligning your actions. Correct. With your words, your feelings, your thoughts, and your desires.
0: Yes. You're right. You're right, because there were two components to that. There was mm-hmm. the words what to take I take, but mm-hmm. then the action of actually.
1: Um, doing something about Mm -hmm. it. Yes. And I think that's a good example of when you have to involve externally. Now you're going out externally, but it doesn't always have to be that way. Your actions can be an internal, like not involving anybody else, but aligning your actions to all the other components. I think a very simple one would be what we talked about earlier, you know, um, a realization of preserving our health or enhancing our health as we get older. And so, you know, that would be that you can desire to be a healthy, like my desire down the road is I want to be the healthiest 90 year old that I can be you know, and then so we start working this plan backwards. Mm -hmm. And so once you have the desire and then your thoughts, I want to be healthy. I'm going, how do I do that? I'm going to eat cleaner. Then the feelings, I feel good about this. And when I make healthier choices and then the words, I can do this. And then lastly, you actually have to eat the kale and buy the kale.
0: (laughs) Yes. And cook the kale. That's
1: a very, that's a a simple one, but I just kind of wanted to show how you, it, It's going to be many aspects of who you are. Yep. And that's just a very clear cut.
0: And then, not only just, you know, you mentioned our desires, we can, this is where you can also have a lofty desire. Like so many times I hear people say, Oh, I would love to travel to Madagascar. I'm just using that as an example. I've said that before, but I would love to go on a cruise. I would love to do this. And not everybody has the means in the moment, but can you begin to take steps? make actions toward achieving that desire or that goal later in life. I think it's really important to note, and I know that I've done this as well, I'm sure you have in your life, like said something I want to do, but never actually take the steps to doing it. Think about this podcast, even Evelyn, Uh remember when we're just like, oh, we kind of
1: talked about it, you know, it was like, Mm -hmm. we should do a podcast. I think our original launch date was supposed to be like September.
0: It it was, it was supposed to be way back in September.
1: September. right after Labor Day, let's do this. I was like, sure. But we
0: can, we can always like so many of us, including me, you know, myself can say, I want to do something. But you have to put feet to that. You have to take steps to get to the point where you're moving toward that particular desire or goal. And that's the action step. So, and when we talk about aligning it with who I am, if we really feel strongly about something or have a strong desire, and remember that's that inner feeling of I'm lit up about this. It's I'm passionate about this. I have this strong desire take steps to move toward achieving that because Uh otherwise we live in a space that's not really allowing ourselves to live who I want to be. We can take steps toward that. And I think that's the most important thing that action is putting feet to all of those other things, your desires Uh and your feelings and your thoughts. The bottom line is we're talking about alignments, your actions, Should Mm -hmm. always align, or we should try to. They won't always, because let's be real, we're human, right? But Mm -hmm. when we take stock of it and we reflect on it, are our actions aligning with who I am or who I want to be? Because Mm -hmm. if they're not, then we're out of alignment in that space of self doubt or the possibility of more negative thought creeping in. We have the capability through our actions to take steps toward making sure or becoming more in alignment with who we are and who we want to be. And I love that Mm -hmm. this whole action, and we're talking about taking steps, it kind of also connects to our forging pathways to positivity. Oh, for sure. Yes, that's the last step. (laughs) Yeah, we're taking steps on that pathway to positivity. And those steps are also our actions, what we're Mm -hmm. doing to get to that space of positivity, particularly today as it pertains to who I am
1: or who I want to be. Self-examination, finding out who you are, Aligning it with who you want to be is the only way I think you can start creating and directing pathways to positivity to the life that you ultimately deserve and desire.
0: Well, I love having this conversation with you about the components of alignment, and it gives us a lot to think about. And I think that's part of sort of the daily work we can do as we're trying to forge pathways to positivity in our own lives.
1: So with that, it is time to ease off the platform with this week's Better Than Fine practice. The Better Than Fine weekly practice is a mindful practice for the week. This week's Better Than Fine practice is just to delve into the five components that we just discussed On your own. Just like last week, you need to get in there, dig deep, take your time and put it in a journal or somewhere where you can revisit it because this is dynamic. We talk about this all the time. You are not, I am not the same person that I was even two days ago, you know, with all the experiences that I have had. And when we talk about the alignment of some of my actions with my words or maybe the misalignment. It definitely tweaks who you are every single day. We're trying to give you practices that you can implement and keep the ones that really resonate with you. Hold mm-hmm. the, uh, put the other ones to the side. You may need them at a different time in your life. The
0: thing I want to remind everyone of is that the feeling is the barometer. It's Mm -hmm. the temperature check. If something's feeling a little off, go through these components of alignment like your practice for this week is and ask yourself, are my desires, thoughts, words, actions in line with my vitals? And if there's something that's not aligned, then take the necessary actions to pull yourself back into alignment.
1: Mhm. Well, that's our episode for this week. I really uh there is a lot of pep in my step in this recording.
0: Yeah, I, that's because it might be like my 3 cups it. of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that I had. Yes. <laughs> but thanks so much Evelyn for leading us through these five components of alignment, and I'm excited about this better than fine practice as I implement it as part of my week to come. So, thank you. And thank you all for listening. And until next week, I'm Erica. And I'm Evelyn. Thanks for listening to The Positivity Platform. If you enjoyed listening to this week's episode of The Positivity Platform, please follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio to receive updates and alerts when new episodes are released. And please leave us a comment on our social media, positivity.platform on Facebook and Instagram, and the Positivity Platform on Twitter at POSPOD2022. Thank you for joining us on the Positivity Platform.